The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. I hope everybody has had a happy and a healthy, and they're ready to tackle 2013 with a lot of enthusiasm and optimism. Although many of my shows do feature guests who discuss topical news items and share their expertise. Um, today we actually really do have a show about PR. And um, since the name of the show is Stars of PR, it's always nice to discuss public relations and celebrities and the news business, focusing in on that arena every once in a while. And I have a, a a publicist, manager, industry manager by the name of Garrett O'Thomas, who is joining to talk about a number of different things that are going on in the news. Welcome, Garrett. Thank you for having me, Cindy. Thank you for writing in. Um, it was uh, nice to hear from you. So, I know. Are, Happy New are Year. You a ma- I know that you are in music management. Are you converting over to PR or... It was because you're, you were a manager, you had to do publicist duties in conjunction with that. Tell me your deal. So um, it actually worked out that way. I was working with a management company by the name of Go Management. Uh, my initials are Garrett O. So um, a lot of people assume that it was my actual company. Uh, but I was in actually doing uh, just publicity for the artists on our roster. So most notably, we have Jeremiah, who is signed with Def Jam, and that became my first real uh, celebrity, you know, publicist experience. Working with him, going on red carpets, uh, dealing with news outlets, getting interviews, and after doing that for about a year, I had created a like a contract with my boss, stating. You know, actually, it's probably best for me to go off and do my own, you know, into my own PR firm and just contract each of their artists. So it ended up being a win-win for all of us. And I wanted to kind of spread my wings away from just solely urban music. And that's where I am today. Well, urban music is definitely a great field. I mean, it certainly has its... (laughs) It certainly has... Um, flocks of publicists that are handling artists in that arena. Um, but, you know, it's probably a good idea to always get out of one specific, you know, laser-focused area, but Absolutely. you have the skill set to, you know, 
help a lot of others in Hollywood. And I know that you wrote to me that you are going to be on Tom Arnold's show. You're featured at, in my big redneck vacation as yourself, being introduced to the main stars of the show of one of, as one of LA's best publicists. How did you pull that off? You know, it, that, it, it was a fun experience. Um, I think it was a combination with skill and knowing the producers. <laughs> so I think that ended up being um, a, a great experience and great exposure. I'm excited. Um, it will actually be on air in January 26th. And um, we're working with Tom. And actually, as of now, we're still, um, I've been collaborating with other publicists. And we've been working with uh Tom Arnold's assistant, and trying to see what other ventures we can do in the future. So I guess, in a sense, it's kind of another example of how leaving one market, you just kind of start to spread yourself a little more so that you can, you know, when it comes to reality television right now, it's such a big craze, and I think it's always been for the last five to eight years. Um, It's definitely something that I really would like to further pursue. Um, reality television. Yeah. Well, uh, doing representation with um, reality show personalities. Um, and, you know, and we, we before with, you know, our artists, when publicity is starting to grow a little thin and, you know, you, as you've mentioned, and I'm sure you've experienced working with gossip columnists and all different types of media outlets, there's a lot of um, security if you do get your artists on a reality show or you work with someone who's stable on a reality show just because of the longevity of working with them um, there's a lot of product placement a lot of ways to utilize their social media and connect more to brands while publicizing your own personal you know company or publicity company yeah, no I mean I think that reality television has made a niche uh, it has made a, a niche opportunity for many service professionals, whether it's publicists or lawyers or accountants. I mean, it's um, it's it's uh, arena onto itself. I, not everybody loves it, but whether they love it or hate it, it's a business. So, exactly. you know, you can't like walk in the streets without knowing the name Kardashian, can you? No, you can't. Especially so, in Hollywood, there are, Kardashians are everywhere. Right. <laughs> Well, um, you know, well, they are. And um, reality TV has certainly saturated our airwaves. You wanted to talk about the TMZ era and how that might be different for publicists. You know, the thing about TMZ is, you know, I was just actually reading something recently where it was stating that TMZ is, you know, they averaged about 18.5 million view, uh, readers, and they're the second most visited uh, entertainment website just below OMG Yahoo. And just judging by, you know, using my experience before, my fantastic experience with TMZ, um, they, uh, we had an artist that was performing and the next, you know, the next day I look online and I see that they dubbed him as a lip syncer. And there's video footage of it, um, Someone had thrown a drink at him. Uh, it ended up being a very uh, dicey situation because not all of us understood all the facts because it was also taking place in Mexico where not everyone was there. Um, There's a lot of communication 
difficulties between the on-site team that was overseeing the event and working with the, you know, technicians on the music, the stereo, the bass. And um, TMZ totally just kind of, you know, they splashed this, you know, R&B singer caught lip-syncing, um, which, you know, a lot of singers and rappers, like, you know, most of them don't necessarily respond. Um, however, our artist was on like a six month hiatus while, uh, recording other music. So it was the first kind of real news story that happened while he wasn't around. So I think it, it just became such an easy target for so many people. And, um, it was hard because you see these, uh, people and they're talented. And as you know, when it comes to promoting, you, you want, these gossip sites to really, you know, you want to create a really good reputation with them, a, a good relationship where they're, you know, it's kind of like, please be easy on my clients, you know, because yeah, whatever well, they I mean, do, they take. So um, when it comes to TMZ, though, I feel like it, it was kind of, it, it was just really out there. And I know that a lot of the sources they um, had, I mean, there was some truth to some of them, but unlike regular or traditional journalism, there's no necessary, there's no specific name attributed to the quotes. So it, you know, they get, they're funded by a lot of other companies or a lot of sponsorships. And, you know, that's where the real money's at. Not, you know, writing, oh yeah, R&B singer does a great performance. You know, that's all bravo to him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you were right in terms about what you said in the first place, I think. And this hasn't really changed because even though TMZ has become, you know, gossip entertainment, you know, that's very, very highly rated and everybody loves, you know, everybody loves Mr. Levin. I, you know, it's, um, it's not any different from what, the world was like pre-TMZ because pre I mean, it's, it's different only because of the viewership that TMZ has, I think, on the most part and the popularity, um, and some good, some good writing. I mean, the whole thing is a, is a, is a brilliant shtick to have all of these, like, you know, kids sitting around the newsroom and, you know, sort of freestyling about what's going on and giving commentary about what they found in the news today. I mean, it's a format. Um, in in the time pre-TMZ, page six from the New York Post was very, very, very powerful. Of course, it didn't have the same kind of national TV viewing audience that TMZ has, but as the head of... Um, communications for Playboy Enterprises, it was all a matter of saying to these journalists, look, if you're going to say this about this particular celebrity or situation, try understanding next time why I'm giving an exclusive to somebody else. Exactly. So it's really, it's it's all very, very relationship-driven. I mean... You know, they will try to be fair if the publicist or the manager or the agent or the lawyer mm-hmm. insists to TMZ that they have to be fair. I mean, you know, if, if there's a relationship there and there's other celebrities to be spoken about in the future, 
It's not, TMZ isn't going to be proactive and say, we want to be fair to you. That's not their format. But, you know, if they're trying to get further information and they want a publicist help, if the publicist is very helpful, I think TMZ is going to be kind of sensitive in the way that they're covering the story. They're going to try. They're going to try to be fair to the people representing the celebrity. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So. And, like, I mean, I, uh, you know, just creating relationships and, as I had said before, I mean, there have been other times where, you know, especially living in L.A., I moved here just about six months ago from Manhattan. That was where I was working um, for the full year with Go Management. Um, but the thing about TMD, and I, I will agree uh, to a certain extent, I do think that there is a really, you know, the people I've experienced or the people I've met at TMZ, if you have, you know, an artist that's really relevant or someone who is worth, you know, them coming, taking pictures of or, you know, even, you know, writing about or you're granting them exclusive access, uh, they really have shown, like, a lot more character and, you know, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine uh, mentality. And I'm sure you're familiar with that, especially with Playboy and everything. Um, which I, I mean, it, it must have been interesting because when it comes to like news outlets, in your opinion, how has, you know, TMZ grown in the last five years to you? Like, has that always been um, the main source of what you, you know, kind of aimed toward when you were trying to push out someone or was there other bigger sources that you preferred? Well, that's a very, very good question. I'd like to take a commercial break, and we could talk more about that in the next segment. Um, And um, more with Garrett O'Thomas and talking about how news has changed. When we come back, and Garrett, that's when I'll answer your question. which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. 
We're back, and we're talking about the news business and how it may have changed and how um, celebrity publicists might push the news out there um, in in the time of TMZ. Garrett, in the last segment, you asked about if I had a big story when I was with Playboy, would I use, um, you know, sort of a, a gossip you know, a gossip columnist to break the news, or would I go someplace more traditional, or you know, uh, you know, maybe more established? And when I was at Playboy Enterprises, it was quite a long time ago. It was when TMZ didn't quite exist yet. It was a time where um, traditional news was really sort of evolving into the internet news era slowly um but i keep on using sort of the new york post as an example because i think the new york post page six was really the prelude to what tmz is today um you know really most of the new york gossip columnists were very very sophisticated and i think tmz is maybe given too much credit for being new to its genre when it's really not so in answer to your question it was really um there, there were a number of factors involved. Um, usually we can make deals with gossip columnists saying that we will let them go with a particular story, um, you know, because we know that they're going to handle it right, but in conjunction with breaking the story with them, we're going to put that particular celebrity on Good Morning America, and we would maybe even talk about the fact that it was mentioned in the New York Post day in date concurrently. So that way... Um, the, the traditional news story would get out there with the celebrity guests on Good Morning America while something broke about it in the New York Post being very, very, um, tightly coordinated. Um, but the key here was, is that me and my team, and I had about 20 publicists working in Chicago and New York and worldwide, um, would be treated, you know, really, really well when it came to the next situation or the next story. And that was really the um, example of how publicity for a respected organization has to be handled. I mean, you know, the gossip columnist would not go ahead in running something, no, you know, with, without knowing that they would face the wrath of what, you know, what would go down and how they would suffer later when they would be deliberately left out of a story, you know, or the, you know, the announcement of a story. We always had to be fair to them. We always had to be friends with them. We always had to kind of hang out with them. And what we found is there was a really great reciprocal comma, quote, you know, quid pro quo, sort of relationship. Now my firm really kind of stays away from celebrities and it's really, there's, there's a good business model explanation for that. Number one, celebrities on the most part don't pay. They think purely if they are, um, a big enough celebrity that, you know, they don't have to pay fees for a publicist's labor. I think that's baloney. So. Um, we find them to be very, very, very time consuming and a lot of hand holding, which might be great for, you know, 
younger publicists who are starting out and have the energy and want to make names for themselves. But Diane and I have been doing this for 30 years, and we find that traditional client, you know, clients sometimes will work with celebrities if they're involved with a, you know, a business venture, a traditional business venture. But just handling them and what they're doing on the red carpet is not for us. So, um, you know, we'll do it if we're doing a store opening, for example. We have to work with the publicists that are going to bring us celebrities. Otherwise, we're not going to get a certain kind of press. But, um, you know, it's much more, I want to let publicity professionals know, since this show covers public relations, that from a business model standpoint, unless you're with, you know, a larger PR firm that wants the marquee value of having a celebrity's name attached to its firm, um, and will only charge like a thousand dollars a month for a maintenance fee because they have the other clients filling the gap in terms of operational expenses. Then celebrities are a good thing, but handling them alone is probably not the wisest um, business model for publicists. I I agree too, especially with you know having to deal with egos or former press previous you know to. The year, I mean, I, I 100% agree with you. And I used to do, uh, marketing, uh, probably not as in depth as you are with businesses now, but I used to do marketing for businesses before. And it's a very, you know, there's good money. It's, it's very, you know, safe in the sense that you have the time and you have the, you know, a model that you can kind of follow. You break down, you know, company's budget and then you focus your efforts towards what's more effective. I think when it comes to a celebrity, it becomes, you know, there's a lot of personal things you have to deal with, which for me has never been like something I've enjoyed when it comes to doing celebrity publicity. You you deal with, you know, the egos, the, oh, why didn't anyone remember my name? Or, you know, if there's a, you know, spelling errors, I mean, you, as a publicist, you're supposed to take care of that. But, I mean, just, you know, everything from like the interviews that are going on, I think that there's, like you said, a lot of hand-holding. And it's kind of one of those things like you either let them just go and run while monitoring them or you literally are right next to them every step of the way kind of feeding them, like, ideas and lines to, you know, promote their music or their outfits so that we can get more endorsements. Or, you know, there's a lot of uh, interesting factors and a strong difference between, you know, both. I, I think that maybe eventually um, your route may be the most, the better one. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, look, I think it's a great way to get experience. I think it's a really great way for young publicists to get experience in the industry. Um, there's no better way to learn public relations and learn how the media works by working with, you know, celebrities. I think it's harder when they're lesser known celebrities and then you have to kind of um, piggyback them on to bigger names so that they get listed in, you know, the event coverage and the calendar coverage and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, handle, I, it's, it, I don't, I just don't think that it's, uh, it's a wise business model for the long term. You know, the smaller firms that once handled celebrities um, have now sold to gigantic firms <laughs> on the most part. Um, yeah, no, um, it's 
there were, you know, I mean, there were a whole bunch of like Hollywood firms that, you know, are being run by Ogilvy Worldwide now. And, um, you know, I, and, you know, I think that that's probably, um, you know, it, it's an interesting way to look at the business model because an Ogilvy Worldwide can afford to have the marquee value of representing celebrities without them paying much of a fee because if they have traditional clients that are paying $20,000 a month, it's easy to handle the, you know, have have the celebrity name so it's attractive to a lot of, um, you know, blue chip clients. And you trade that in and you say we represent celebrities and they could help you with your brand and then the brands that have money could pay you know, the 15 to thousand, twenty, $15 to $20,000 a month. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but if you're going into business and starting up a PR shop and saying, you know, I'm a celebrity publicist, I think that's difficult unless you're representing Jennifer Aniston. I agree with that. Especially when someone, you know, such as Jennifer Aniston has such, you know, strong notoriety and um, her name is very well known. There, There is a lot of like you had mentioned before, piggybacking when you are working with a newer artist. So um, having A-listers or having people that, you know, people just don't want to just read about someone. It's like they've created a, like a kinship with them, you know, especially when I read about different celebrities on TMZ or Yahoo, I'm always kind of, you know, I've been following it for a bit that it becomes kind of like this, extravagant story that just keeps going and going and going. You know, especially if you use Jeff Ranson and her whole, you know, feud with Angelina Jolie. I mean, that happened so long ago, and yet it still makes headlines today. So having a client like that definitely does, you know, um, garner a lot more attention and, you know, is a lot more profitable than just having, you know, a newbie and trying to break them into the industry. Especially when the newbie has high expectations. <laughs> exactly. It's um, very interesting that there are a lot of traditional clients, non-celebrity clients, that they will hire, they will look into PR for their business and they tell a publicist, well, you know, we think that we should be on The Tonight Show or we think we should be on Letterman or we think that we should... It used to be Oprah, not so much anymore now that she's doesn't have her network talk show, but um, I don't know. She doesn't seem to have the same kind of, um, you know, name-calling power as she used to have. I mean, when I was at Playboy, Oprah, you know, uh, and my years post-Playboy, starting out with BR Public Relations, you know, Oprah was it. Not so much anymore, I don't think. But now it's like, well, we think we should do Leno. We think we could be on Jon Stewart. We get, and I'm like saying to myself, like, what are you thinking? Like, why? <laughs> and, you know, they don't understand how much competition there is out there, you know, in terms of attractive topics for these particular shows. Yeah, and and it's funny because when these businesses do go into, you know, signing a contract with you or, you know, um, are utilizing your services and you're kind of saying, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, we'll pitch you here, but, you know, you kind of have to be clear that there's no guarantee. And I think that that is a really strong misconception. I mean, I worked in 
Houston for a while too, and I know we've we've worked with a brand uh, called before it's a hand sanitizer. And you know, after working really hard, we were able to get it on the Ellen DeGeneres show, but not like as a full like five minute featurette. It was more of you know giving it to the audience. She used it. Um, they really talk much about, but they did show it. So our clients were pleased when that happened, but you know, in terms of you know securing you know the a spokeswoman from the company to go on a talk show or Good Morning America is a little you know harder to come by. So I I 100% agree with you, and I I think that um, in my opinion, I don't know if you know you'd agree with this, but I kind of feel like Alan DeGeneres now is kind of the one who can dictate, you know, especially when it comes to products, I feel. She's kind of taken the, I'm going to say the throne from Oprah, but I feel like she's kind of growing and gaining that kind of notoriety that Oprah once had. No, I think that's probably fair to say. Um, you know, I, I I think that's probably true in terms of daytime television. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's probably true. I mean, Oprah... Um, went into her new venture and, uh, you know, I will never talk about how she's hurting or suffering, but she took another mm-hmm. path. And, um, you know, so, I mean, I think that that's fair. With Ellen DeGeneres, it's, I, you know, from, you know, my experience and my team, it seems to me that she, um, you, you could pay for product placement if you wanted to. I mean, they have a product a product placement producer, don't they? Yes, they do. So, I mean, <laughs> well, you know, so it's kind of like it's like a pay for play. Yes. And that would mean like I mean, obviously that is more profitable, excuse me, profitable for them, um especially with their viewership and the, you know, their target market um which probably does most of the shopping. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to take another com- quick commercial break. We'll have you on for one last segment. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, social media and um, the the blurring lines between, you know, paying for play and traditional publicity And right after this commercial break. And I want to thank you for staying on with us, and we'll have you on for a couple more minutes after this break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Oh, oh. 
get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back and we're talking with publicist Garrett O'Thomas. And um, if you haven't heard the beginning of the show, I encourage you to go back because we're talking about how the publicity game may have changed and um, sort of the publicity business. Um, Garrett, I, you mentioned how TMZ may have changed the game. You know, I, I don't think that the game really changed all that much. I, I just think that... You know, the internet has made the game very, very different, meaning that, you know, news breaks differently. Um, I, we do a lot of crisis management. Um, so news has different cycles today. It used to be that you would have to get back to somebody on deadline, you know, for a next day publication. This isn't the case anymore. What becomes news at 12.01 is going to be, you know, exposed at 12.02. That's made news very, very different. How does a publicist handle that? You know, it's like, you know, we've been talking before. When it comes to, you know, the social media, because a lot of times, like, you know, with the TMZ articles, sometimes they quote or they use a Twitter handle from a celebrity as the actual source for what's happening. So I think that, like you said, you know, the story breaking at 12.01 and then, you know, being published at 12.02 is just, you know, the times changing and how um, the readership online has really become such a strong, uh, taking a stronghold with all of us. I believe that when this news breaks, it just means that as a publicist, you have to be on call all the time. You have to have your Google alert set. You, you know, are constantly checking the news because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, if someone's going to text you the issue or call you about something that's happened, it's five minutes too late. You can't, you know, it's already published. You know, you have to already start working and hustling your way into changing that story or at least giving the side that you know, to the truth or trying to reduce the impact of the negative press. Yeah, I think that's well said. I, um, you know, it's uh, amazing to me how um, word can really spread like wildfire and how important it is for a source to come out with the real story. Um, if, you know, if that source is a legitimate source and puts a statement up, you know, on their Twitter accounts, it's almost like you could beat the news outlets and what the true story may be because everybody in, you know, News 101, it's like you're looking for the real source. So if there's something about a celebrity that breaks and the celebrity puts a comment on their Twitter account, a news organization can't say there was no comment by the celebrity. Exactly. I think that social media, a lot of people complain about it, but I think that it is such a great tool for sourcing um, because it really puts the news broadcast's credibility at stake if they're saying a particular person couldn't be reached for comment 
when that particular comment or source is already commenting. It puts a lot of pressure on the news organizations. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And I think that if it's managed well and, you know, your relationship with the artist or the celebrity um, is good and you can kind of pre-plan the steps. I mean, this is only if there is no immediate story. But if you're utilizing Twitter and trying to create, you know, promote an album or something, you're, let's say, like Rihanna and Chris Brown, for instance, they're a good example of how they've been teasing their fans with pictures. Um, They haven't come out straight away um, as saying that they are a couple, but by their pictures, a lot of fans, you know, are kind of seeing that. And even, you know, from Huffington Post to, you know, other articles, or excuse me, other periodicals are posting, you know, um, their pictures up and kind of, you know, using the whole, you know, Twitter phenomenon as a legitimate source. And like you said, if a celebrity isn't, you know, there to comment their next thing, or if it may be the first thing, actually, is their Twitter handle that they've, you know, that these are, uh, these writers start following and really seeing if there's any new movement and what they can use as a credible source. Right. I mean, it's, um, you, you gotta, you gotta check out what's trending and knowing the legitimate handles. But I think that Rihanna actually did something a lot more strategic than that. I mean, you know, she has a very, very smart publicity team. She, you know, we talked about Oprah before. I mean, Rihanna actually invited Oprah to her home in Barbados, I guess, about a year ago, I want to say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, goes on the air crying, talking about how people have to have compassion and understanding for the real story of what may have happened. I mean, not saying that she really you know, was with Chris Brown, but talking about how people have to have compassion um, and understanding for, you know, love and all of this kind of stuff, sort of being very compassionate toward Chris Brown. And I think that that, you know, in doing that, she was trying to deflect public criticism for, you know, being constantly influenced by, uh, you know, a man that's violent to women. I mean, you know, so I think that the Oprah move was very, very, very strategic in that arena. The whole trip to Barbados was to talk about how people should have compassion for relationships and love and things that might not happen, that might happen behind the scenes that people might not understand. Yes. And um, I think another example that would be um, not as, you know, um, all out there as Oprah coming to be Rihanna, but... I know uh, a lot of other publicists have tried to get their clients, you know, to kind of show them in a different light. I think Britney Spears has done that. Um, who was she interviewed by? I, I don't remember who the interviewer was, but, you know, when she cried, and this was during her breakdown, um, there's, a, there's a different side to every huge negative story that a lot of celebrities do want to address and, you know, by this, I mean, whether it's a distraction so that, you know, like you said, the public doesn't continuously criticize their actions, you know, her, uh, Rihanna being back with Chris Brown, you know, a lot of people criticize that, but in the spin side, it's good for her album sales because it's on the tip of everyone's, you know, tongue, I'd say. Um, that's how I see it, and I think that the whole Oprah situation really did 
help her out, and I I think that it's going to be interesting to see what the rest of the year happens, whether they continue their Instagram romance or you know how her her sales have been doing so well this year um, with her most recent album. So I think that's going to be a really you know fun to watch uh, where the publicist goes next with that direction. No, no, I, I, I think that's, that's probably true. And, but the whole thing was crafted really brilliantly because what she did was she inoculated herself from criticism because she knew when the new album was going to come out, what the big question was really going to be about, you know, violence and her relationship with Chris Brown and how could he have done that to her. So many people were so angry at him for doing that. You know, when those pictures came out on the news on TMZ, you know, her, oh, yeah. her mug shots, a police station shot. I mean, it was the whole world, um, was, you know, really taken back by that. So, you know, any, you know, any future talk of a relationship with Chris Brown had to be very, very carefully crafted. Um, mm-hmm. but the criticism, you know, she built a shield against it by her Oprah appearance. And that, you know, so, and that was a year before. It was strategic positioning. It wasn't just album sales. It was very, very smart. A lot better. She handled it a lot better than Tiger Woods' publicity team. You know, oh, yeah. Handled his, you know, um, his problems. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I remember that whole situation. I almost forgot. With all the people coming out, I mean, that was just the crazy. Oh, I knew a lot of came out because he didn't. I mean, all he had to say, all he had to do was make a quick statement saying, believe it or not, celebrities are human <laughs> beings too. And um, me and my wife are having some interpersonal challenges right now. And we really want to ask you as human beings to give us some space. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The news media would have respected that and they wouldn't have rolled out the 13 prostitutes that he had relationships with. But it was because he left a vacuum and it was Thanksgiving weekend and he, and he decided not to comment or his team, you know, not giving his team direction or his team taking the lead proactively and how to comment that left that invitation for the media to, you know, scope out its life. Every celebrity has to ask themselves the question, do I have skeletons in my closet and how am I going to keep them in the closet if something comes out? And a lot of times that just requires for that celebrity to not have any skeletons in their closet as a policy and to find a way to spin their own, um, you know, personal lives Proactively, knowing that as a public figure, it's gonna come out eventually, and you're gonna be good. I mean, you Hefner always used to say that he had no skeletons in his closet, and he really, really didn't. So, um, you know, it, it was, it was very, very tough for the media to attack him at the time that I was at Playboy, because we, there was really nothing that we had to hide. That's major. That's huge. And I'm sure for you it made, I mean, not necessarily uh, a breeze working there, but I'm sure it, you know, you don't have to keep thinking of the ways that if you are aware of these skeletons, you don't have to keep thinking of ways to 
hide them if they were exposed, but two, like, you know, you don't want anything even close to being related to them. You know, I think that when it comes to, you know, another example would be like John Travolta with the, you know, gay claims and all the men coming out. Um, I think there's been rumors about him, you know, for a long time. And, you know, the legal team and everyone on his side really, you know, put it to rest, whether they paid him off or they just dropped everything. Um, but I think or that had was enough another baby with his wife. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the baby, the fact that the wife had a baby. Um, I think that it, it was another example. It was, it's funny because I, I always feel like when you meet a celebrity and you want to do their publicity and you want to get that contract, um, like you had mentioned before, you know, you really do need to know every single dirty little secret that they have. So you can, you know, either decide if you ethically want to continue or if, you know, you're prepared to really work hard to make sure it never comes about. Or or give your clients guidance on to how to be good doers so that if it ever came out, it really wouldn't matter. Over <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, well, listen, it was great having you on the show, Garrett. Uh, thank you. Oh, Thomas, I want to thank you for you know, writing and, and checking in and, you know, let's keep in touch. Good luck with, um, you know, my big redneck vacation um, where you will be featured as yourself, which is one of L.A.'s best publicists in, in January. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, wishing you a lot of luck. Hope I didn't, you know, I hope that you st- you are still encouraged by celebrity PR and, um, you know, in spite of you have the management experience, so that's where you could probably capitalize in the long term too. Yeah, I think that might be a, a direction also that I keep in conjunction with the PR. But um, I also want to say thank you to you for having me and um, seeing you. I learned a lot as well, so I appreciate that and I uh, wish you a great New Year. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on. And everybody, I will be on the air next week. And um, keep having fun. Try to make the best out of the holidays and squeeze it out through this last weekend of holiday cheer. Take care. Oh, my God. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.